Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. Good morning. It is Wednesday, January 18th. It is six minutes after 10. His name is Rob Kendall. My name is Casey Daniels, and this is the Kendall and Casey Show on 93 WIBC. So U.S. Senator Rick Scott is speaking out about the president's classified document retention issues and blasting what he sees as a media double standard. He said, why in the hell are we treating Joe Biden differently? He's a hypocrite. I think he's a hypocrite or clueless. Remember, this is the same guy who said that he was going to be Mr. Transparency. And also coming to light at this hour is a new report on the National Archives. And this report stated that the National Archives possibly mishandled documents from the Obama-Biden administration. And they came out, the National Archives did, and said, well, that's false and misleading. This report and their retort to it came out two weeks before the first batch of classified documents were uncovered at the Penn Biden Center. So they were questioned about their handling of documents back in October. And they said, no, 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 no. That's false and misleading. We're handling documents properly. Everything is securely moved to locations that met, quote, strict archival and security standards. So the garage well and part of this too right and we see this all the time is that documents that are classified or remain classified for 50 years or 70 years or whatever it's a joke there's still stuff on kennedy that's classified why what possible reason could there be 60 years after the assassination of the president Mm -hmm. almost no one uh, of any age of consequence is even alive that was that was there that day, much less you're going to, re- what, we're going to put someone in danger? I mean, a 30-year-old man in 1962 is now 90 years old. Mm-hmm. I think he or she will be okay. So, th- so my point on this is there's all this stuff that should never be classified that remains classified, and the problem here is nobody knows what that standard, the average person has no idea what that standard is. This could be something as simple as, hey, Fred's phone number was accidentally on this you know, piece of information. Or it could be new coach. You don't know. So a lot of times the president will begin their mornings with a detailed intelligence briefing, and that includes information that is so sensitive that only a handful of people are allowed to see it or are authorized to see it. And many people, there have been stories where someone has come across classified documents, has kept them, and then been caught with them, and those people are now in prison. Yes. So The one guy, remember the one guy was in the Navy or whatever? He took a photo of himself mm-hmm. on a ship. I think he was in the Navy. And he took a, like just a photo, like, hi, Mom, I'm here. Mm-hmm. And there was something in the background that was classified information or something and that person went to prison Mm -hmm. over that like i mean this is the ridiculousness of what we're talking about here where these guys trump biden whatever aren't being held to account at all not that they necessarily should be but they should be by the standard of some guy innocently sending a picture to his parents 
you know, gets the book thrown at him. So the question has been asked, will Joe Biden talk about this? Yes. More so than what he has. And the less he says, the better. I'm guessing his lawyers are advising him. Yes. So Corinne Jean-Pierre got asked if Biden will be interviewed over the documents. Information. One more, um, because Ian did have that call today, and he said that the White House would, quote, fully cooperate um, with the investigation. Does that mean that President Biden uh, is willing to be interviewed if called on? I'm just not going to. You're asking a question that should go to the White House Counsel's Office. As you just said, Ian, uh, you spoke to, to my colleague just moments ago. That is something that the White House Counsel's Office should be answering. Uh, any spe- Anything specific to the DOJ or special counsels, uh, 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 what they're doing, uh, you need to reach out to them. Listen to the White House press secretary say she doesn't know. And for a spokesperson, she spends a lot of time telling us what she's not going to talk about more than what she actually does talk about. That's a a great point. That woman, especially on this topic, Mm -hmm. spends more time directing you to the council who they're not going to talk about it either. So uh, Marionette Marionette Miller-Meeks, boy, what a name that is, Mm -hmm. right? Marionette Miller-Meeks, try to say that three times fast. She is a U.S. rep. She's a Republican from California. And I think she was on Newsmax the other day. Mm -hmm. And she talked about, you know, the questions that still surround the finding of the documents and the fact that Biden's attorneys are so involved in this process. Why did they uh, find these documents now? It's been six years since he was vice president. Um, what prompted them to search for the documents? Was there a cleaning of the, you know, in the uh, Biden pin center? Did they all of a sudden think they needed to take the Corvette in a parade? Uh, so they're looking in the garage. I mean, seriously, what prompted them? Is this related to the Biden investigation? Is this related to the fact that Republicans got a majority and there's going to be investigations, investigations into corruption, investigations into the dealings in Ukraine, investigations into whether the Chinese Communist Party uh, has some pressure or uh, gave money to uh, uh, President Biden or to Hunter Biden, which then was filtered. So uh, who, what prompted the search? Why did they do the search? Why only attorneys? Uh, these, uh, as soon as they found the, cert, the first documents, which was before the election, that should have been closed. And then there should have been an FBI, FBI doesn't have to be a raid, but an FBI um, warrant uh, listed where every single property that uh, the Biden administration uh, you know, either lives or visits frequently, all of those should have been uh, investigated and searched and not through attorneys who have attorney-client privilege. Extraordinarily important. That's who's doing the looking for these documents, the attorneys who have attorney-client privilege. So is this to yeah. stall any investigation that the Republicans may do? Okay, so why is the White House counsel going with the DOJ officials when they're collecting these classified documents? We've already mentioned, isn't that a conflict of interest? But now, are Joe Biden's lawyers witnessing a criminal investigation? Because they're there picking up these documents and his lawyers are watching the whole thing happen at the taxpayer's expense. We're paying for that. That's an inappropriate use. And which is which is sexier at this point? This is the big question. Please don't ask me to determine how sexy anything involving Joe Biden is, Casey. Is it the Corvette or is it Melania's closet? 
<laughs> uh, okay, so two things when we come back, if mm-hmm. we can. It's half your show, so you can totally yeah. veto this. Uh, you know, did you hear San Francisco is there's uh, people inside the San Francisco government who are proposing huge reparations? Have you heard about this? Yeah. So uh, Fox News, Leo Terrell, Ter- who's a, a black attorney, was on Fox News and just had an epic rant on this. And mm-hmm. the mayor of Lebanon. No. Oh. Will boy, he is obsessed with us. I he will. Lebanon last he night. will not let you. Well, he he will not let it go. And I thought after our little back and forth via the inbox on social media last uh, the other night that we were done. But apparently now he's on one of these towny chatterboards, speaking very uh, ill of us. And uh, so maybe we should try to figure out because it's a kinder, gentler show today. Mm-hmm. Maybe Matt Gentry needs a big old hug. Okay. Maybe he needs to be uh, comforted of some sort because he is very upset that we were talking about this uh, big old land grab out there in Lebanon. Okay, so we're going to head to Boone County coming up. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. She's got to be somebody's baby. She must. 18 minutes after 10, it is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Jackson Brown Day today on the show. It is. And you have seen a kinder, gentler version of me. And I'm going to try to process that and remind myself of that as we're about to talk here in a moment about the mean-spirited mayor of Lebanon who has a is really focused on us. And okay. I'll just try to, try to keep all that front and center. All right. But first, let's talk about what's going on in San Francisco. I love San Francisco. It's so beautiful. Have you been there? Not, not lately. Not in a few years. I went there in 2019. Oh, I. Yeah, by choice or by force. I I took my daughter there for her 18th birthday. Why would you do that? Why not? I mean, like, what, were you just like, I'm going to subject you to hell on earth? That way, you will appreciate what you have. Was that the thinking? No, we. She had never been, so I wanted her to go and experience. I mean, San Francisco has a lot of fantastic features. The, Alcatraz. Uh, Pacific Coast Highway is beautiful. The Bay, a lot of. Art. Can you still tour Alcatraz? Is that a yes. thing you can still do? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to take a boat to it. Nothing says happy 18th birthday like here's a jail for us to walk through. We actually, we, we actually, we went, we went to a concert actually while we were there. <laughs> Who? Who what? Who what concert? It was a it was a multi. Oh. But the big headliner was Blink One Eighty Two. Oh. Oh wow. How exciting. See how cool I am, Kevin? Yeah. yeah you're pretty cool. He perked up right there. <laughs> um That's better than Jackson Brown. <laughs> Just kidding, Rob. <laughs> so San Francisco's reparations committee has proposed paying each black longtime resident five million dollars <laughs> and also granting total debt forgiveness due to the decades of Systemic repression faced by the local black community. Uh, yes, and of course, this is utterly ridiculous. But if we say that, we get called names and is and get in big trouble. So I figured we would play you uh, Leo Terrell. He's a black attorney. He's a legal expert on Fox News, you know, quite a bit. Mm-hmm. He was on the other day, and I will let uh, him... 
I will let him. I, he really pretty much encapsulates a lot of my encompasses rather a lot of my uh, feelings about the topic. So nobody can call him an ist. Here, here's Leo. Does every bad idea come out of California, and how how do they imagine this would get implemented? So first of all, it's not going to ever get implemented. I'll be the first lawyer to fight against this. Pete, Larry, this is outrageous, it's unlawful, it's unconstitutional, it's racist, but it's not surprising it came from California. On the day of MLK's life, birthday, we're talking about a racist program to benefit individuals who happen to be black, $5 million. California was a free state. Who's gonna pay for it? Why should they get $5 million? Because of skin color? It's insulting, it's racist. And I'll tell you right now, this state, a couple years ago tried to pass Prop 16, an old version of affirmative action. It lost, even though that meant that there were sane Democrats who knew it's unfair to benefit one group over another because of skin color. One last point. Somebody said, judge a person by the character of his conduct, not the color of his skin. And that is a person that we should be following, not giving people $5 million based on skin color. It's outrageous. Okay, so this was just a draft that was released. This is nothing that's been agreed upon. But here's my question. If you are born a woman yes, and one day decide, nope, I'm a man. Mm-hmm. I'm going to identify as a man. Yes. Or you're born a man and then decide one day you're going to identify as a woman and put an X on your driver's license. Mm-hmm. Who's to stop you from one day saying you're born Caucasian and then one day you're going to wake up and say, nope, I'm black now. Yeah. I guess you could do whatever you want. And he So make- can you do that and go to San Francisco and get this $5 million? Well, and the one of the many great points he made, Leo Terrell made in that clip, is San Francisco was a free state. Mm-hmm. Like, what? what's the... What? 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 What's the deal here? Like, what? Are, what is your claim to? Even if you extrapolate and you go with the actual claim of, "Hey, my family was a descendants of slaves," etc. Well, but California. So, mm-hmm. like, what? It, it's utterly ridiculous. It's pandering. There's no way they could legally, logically, actually do this. And this is what government does. It spends its time on things that don't better anyone's life, that are not a good use of time or resources. It, 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 it isn't practical. It can't ever be enacted. If it got approved, it would be immediately struck down at the Supreme Court. It's just utterly ridiculous. But that's that's government. That's what government does. Okay, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. And let's talk about what's going on with you and the mayor of Lebanon. Yeah, this is... Uh, Kevin, can you queue up hate mail? Because I'm going to ask a question about the hate mail here in just a second before I read this. So, you know, we had mm-hmm. Kim and Jim... Love. Mm-hmm. They're farmers out yeah. in Lebanon, and they are uh, joining. Have joined a group of farmers out there who are rather upset that the state has essentially strong-armed people uh, into selling their land, and the state is using our tax money to buy land. We don't know exactly for what. There are some ideas. There are some people who have kind of committed to doing stuff. But in terms of exactly what's going to go where and how it's going to work, et cetera, we have no idea. So your money, my money, basically being pooled together to create sweetheart real estate deals so that Eli Lilly can 
do, I guess, whatever it is they want to do in companies like Eli Lilly. But why? Because proposed high tech park. Eric Holcomb is literally turning into the Joni Mitchell slash uh, Counting Crow song. He is paving paradise and putting and, up a and putting up lot. a parking lot. And I don't know about you, Casey. I don't want my money facilitating mega corporations destroying what's left of rural Indiana. Because once you put the concrete down. You can't unconcrete it, right? And part of what's being a Hoosier and being special is the character of the areas. And we see more and more and more. And I say this about the town I live in, where these, uh, I can't say that today because I'm being nice. The esteemed people who run the community of Brownsburg are building warehouses and single family homes like they're going out of style. And, uh, so, you know, we had these folks on. They're suing the city of Lebanon who annexed them in, which was to facilitate mm-hmm. the will of the governor while it will also dramatically help Lebanon's bottom line. Now, look, Casey, I don't uh, I don't think the mayor understands. I know how to read stuff. <laughs> I, I, I was an elected official in local government. I don't need a BS spin from the city of Lebanon to have an opinion. Mm -hmm. I know how to read documents. I'm pretty good at it. Uh, I know how to read newspaper articles. I'm pretty good at it. And with my knowledge of local government, coupled with my ability to read, I can form an opinion based on that. But it comes back to, as a kinder, gentler Rob, Mm -hmm. me saying this is a nice way today, which is that these people like the mayor of Lebanon and look the mayor of Lebanon was born with a silver spoon in his mouth his dad is a very high profile person who was very influential in politics and you know he got started on third base and that's okay some people some of us have to start at home and run through all the bases and he didn't have to and mayor Lebanon is as far as he's gotten so far and that's kind of weird but that's okay because I know he wants to be something else but it's just weird that he continues to attack us over merely having an opinion on something that he's doing. And it comes back to these people, the whether it's the state house people or people like this, they're upset that we exist, Casey. They're upset that we have a platform. They are upset. We're the only people talking about this in this manner. And despite him being the mayor, with all the cards and all the resources and all the everything, he's obsessed with this to the point where he's flooding my inbox with commentary. And now he's on like, uh, according to our listeners who are watching, and by the way, Matt, they're laughing at you uh, because they're sending it to us and they're laughing. He's on some Lebanon townie chatterboard now ripping on us. Should I read what he wrote? Sure. Now, am I violating my rule if I read it with the hate mail music? We'll make an exception. Okay, perfect. All right. Are you ready? All right, let's go. This is from the mayor of (laughs) Lebanon on a townie chatterboard over a radio show. So they posted our audio of our interview with the loves. Mm -hmm. And then the person said, you know, here was the commentary on this issue on this radio show. Okay, are you ready? Mm -hmm. Mayor of Lebanon, Matt Gentry. This is filled with inaccuracies and falsehoods. It's disingenuous at best. The loves say there aren't any plans. They have been at the meetings when the vision and plans have been fully laid out. The city has been constantly sharing information as it becomes available to us. Rob Kendall is just a shock jock that hates Eric Holcomb with the passion of a thousand sons. 
Rob has never contacted the city to ask us for our side of the issue, nor asked us for any information. He just wants to stir the pot. Oh, you're a pot stirrer. Matt, okay. I, Matt, I don't need to contact you. I can read. And I can have an opinion based on the documents and the articles that I have read. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think you've basically admitted here that you are, well, I mean, in some capacity, facilitating the will of the governor. And you're right. I, uh, as a kinder, gentler Rob, will describe myself as not caring for the governor today. <laughs> and the fact that you are facilitating the will of the governor, well, as <laughs> I'll just leave it as a kinder, gentler Rob saying... Let it go mm-hmm. or seek help. Okay. We've got voicemails coming up next at 317-684-8444. It's time to hear from you with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Hiding from the children so this is not our typical voicemail intro music because it's Jackson Brown Day. Rob saw a documentary last night and declared today is Jackson Brown Day. Yeah, he scolded me because I almost pulled up uh, Answering Machine by Rupert Holmes, our usual voicemail <laughs> he music. Said no, huh? I, and I think I'll leave it up to the audience. Like, which Rob do you like better? We've had a kinder, gentler Rob today <laughs> in honor of the Jackson Brown music that we have introed each segment with. Would you prefer that mm-hmm. this become the new regular Rob? Because I can be whatever Rob you need me to be. <laughs> or would you prefer we go back to the previous Rob? I think I'll kind of maybe Off leave, the that, rails, Rob. leave that up to the uh, mm-hmm. leave that up to the audience. Um, all right, lots of good voicemails. You can call the hotline. 317-684-8444. That's the phone number at 1036 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So remember yesterday, Kevin found out that his favorite band, the Viagra Boys, mm-hmm are going to be doing some sort of American tour. And the closest place they were going to be is in Chicago at a place called the Salt Shed. Yeah, the Salt Shed. Which (laughs) absolutely sounds like a location the Viagra Boys would be playing at. It also sounds like the place where Leatherface kept his working tools in in Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And we said, Kevin, you totally have to go to that. Yeah. Kevin, however, noted that is indeed his father's birthday, and yeah. so he would be suspect to or hesitant to mm-hmm. skadoodle on up to Chicago on his father's birthday. A listener has a possible solution for this. I heard you talking about the concert in Chicago on the 24th of February and thinking that your dad might not want to go along. You know, don't count your dad out. He just might might enjoy it, especially since he said he likes the music. That very same night, me and my boy are going to Chicago for an EDM concert. Uh, I'm 51. He's 31. We even got matching shirts. (laughs) Perfect. Maybe a little crazy 51 going to an EDM concert. But you know what? I can't think of a better way to spend my weekend than traveling to Chicago with my boy and do something fun. Yeah. I'm not going to be here forever, but I guarantee you, he'll remember that night long after I'm gone. So, you know what? Invite your dad along, and uh, he just might enjoy it. It'll be a night that you remember for the rest of your life as well. Have a good day, guys. I like that. Give him the option. Yeah, Yeah, I think that's really cool. Uh, Yeah, I'll invite my dad, but I have had the conversation with him before about going to a Viagra Boys concert, Mm -hmm. and he said he 
probably it probably wouldn't be his scene. <laughs> but, but you never know. It's his birthday. Maybe he wants to tear it up. Yeah, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe we'll. Uh, well, he doesn't drink, so we can't really pregame. You can though. Uh, I can. <laughs> you have a designated driver with you. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll see. I'll, I'll ask him about it tonight. There you okay. go. Perfect. Re- report back tomorrow. We want to know his answer. That's what we do on this show. We bring antagonize. We bring people together. <laughs> bring families together. He does have a point though, because like I had mentioned earlier, you know, I went to the concert with my daughter. So yeah. Blink 182 is Blink 182 one of my favorite bands. No. Will I remember that night forever? Yes. Yeah, I mean, so. I definitely think there's value to that experience. Yeah, absolutely. All right, we got a call about Gun Baby. Oh, boy. Of course, Gun Baby, the, uh, while the name Gun Baby is interesting, the actual mm-hmm. c- circumstances surrounding it are horrific. That yeah. child in uh, Beach Grove who was uh, on live, on, on patrol live is the name of the show now, mm-hmm. uh, brandishing a weapon that had been left out in the open. It was a loaded gun. However, it was not, there was no bullet in the chamber, thankfully. And this child was, you know, people were filming it. They called 911, thankfully. Police came. The child was filmed. One of the neighbors got a video of it, of the child firing the weapon. They they put a bullet in the chamber. It would have gone off. Uh, Got a call about Gun Baby. Hi, Rob and Katie. I love your show band for three years, but I wanted to make a comment on the gun baby um, situation. I uh, I feel like common sense is completely lost anymore. I just wondered who would sit there and watch a video while the baby was doing that. I'd say he was three, four years old. Who could sit there and watch that happen without trying to trick that little boy into putting that gun down for a snack? I mean... Come on. They sat there and watched the little boy pulling the trigger. I don't know any mother that could sit there and watch that or any person with a brain. And by the way, the baby would win. Joe Biden sucks. Thank you. And I hope you both have a nice day. I love you both. That's right. We we, we pondered the question about who could better use a firearm. Mm -hmm. Joe Biden or gun baby. Or gun baby. Uh, She raises an excellent point, and I hadn't thought about that. Somebody did take video of of the baby with the gun, and rather than take the video, put the phone down and go help the child. Okay, whoa, 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 whoa. No, 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 no. I'm I'm not totally, I understand what this lady's saying, Mm -hmm. but if you see someone brandishing a firearm, certainly someone who doesn't know what they're doing with it. Like a baby. Put yourself in harm's way. Right. Are you just going to step out there and go, hey, baby, put yeah. that gun down? No, I don't think any logical. I, I, I understand what this person is saying, but the people did immediately call 911. And let's face it, if someone is, is pulling the trigger on a firearm and you don't know if it's loaded or not. Mm-hmm and it's a child, you're not going to obviously fire back on the child Mm -hmm. like you would if it's an adult who knows what they're doing, potentially. I don't know. Uh, So you're saying they did the right thing. Well, They they did call the police, let the professionals handle it. I'm not saying they did the wrong thing, I guess is what I'm saying. I'm not being, and maybe it's because I'm being kinder and gentler today, but I am not (laughs) going to be critical of someone calling the authorities. uh, Because let's face it, the, the, the video is what put the dad behind bars mm-hmm. because if they hadn't had the video it's their word against his so um yeah I'm, I, I don't know i think that's being a little a little harsh all right uh we got a call about joe biden in the documents hey guys this is charlie i got to thinking about that uh, document found in the garage 
it sounds like somebody might have had the documents in hand and reading them, and uh, they just walked out in the garage and stashed them in a box just to hide them like Hunter would do. Just a thought. Mm-hmm. Bye. Yeah. You don't know. That's the problem, right? Right. And will we find out? Well, that's the question. Yeah. What's in the documents? <laughs> How did they get there? Who else saw them? And Joe Biden won't be talking, as he shouldn't. Yeah. Because his lawyers told him not to. Uh, real quick, Hammer is up next. But before we uh, do go to Hammer, I did want to tell everybody, in addition to the Jackson Brown documentary, mm-hmm. I watched another documentary last night that was excellent on the Peacock Network, and I I totally recommend it to everyone. You were busy last night. I was watching a lot of TV. What was the other documentary? It's about the little girl mm-hmm. who the Amber Alert oh, system... Right was named after Mm -hmm. and that is a it's like a well duh thing like where did they come up with that name but she was a little girl named amber who was really abducted and this is so wild because they just happened to be filming this family her mother was a welfare recipient single mother who was trying to get back into the workforce and this local tv station in the mid 90s was doing a just happened to be doing a documentary on local mothers Mm -hmm. who were trying to work their way out of poverty go back to school etc and so they had just happenstance had all this footage on this little girl and this mother and this family. So then when this little girl got abducted, they f- still had access to the home and continued to film the whole thing in real time. And the story of this little girl and what that family went through and this documentary, it is um, it is called uh, it, uh, it is called for Amber. It is called Amber, the girl behind the alert. It is an excellent documentary. You can watch it all in one night. I totally recommend it. Okay. While you were watching documentaries, I was making my way on Mitch Daniels' way. Oh. Well. Purdue. <laughs> Go on. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> Hammer's next. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Yes! Thank you, Hammer! Can we get the Jackson Brown talk on hold for just a moment and talk about something really important? Like Can we talk about on the block? how much tail that uh, Donnie Wahlberg has acquired throughout his what's, entire life on this planet? What's the point of having a day if you don't? <laughs> if you don't do stick to it, stick to it. I like. I mean, it's like going to the ball game. It's bobblehead day, and you show up, and only the first hundred people get the bobblehead. No, we just changed our mind. Now it's flag day. <laughs> oh my god! I just saw one hundred tweets. Oh my god! Please play more Jackson Brown. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Why are Why are you ruining our show by playing the new kids on the block? What are we doing oh, here? Don't act like you're not involved in this conversation because you were on the text thread last <laughs> night, you little weasel. So 
<laughs> I don't know how it started. You brought up Tommy Lee yeah. yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Well, you were interviewing Brett Michaels, which sounded okay. fantastic, by the way. You did an Thank excellent you. job, and that show sounds like so much fun. <laughs> right? Yeah. I'm totally down for he that. He was selling it. Um, but Rob brought up Tommy Lee. Then we right. got into the egg roll story. Yes. Uh, if you don't know what that is, you can just do a simple <laughs> Google search. Tommy Lee egg rolls. Just don't do it at work. Okay. <laughs> and then that spawned an off-air conversation and then a text thread between the three of us mm-hmm. of Tommy Lee has done an awful lot of chicks in his life. Yes. Right? You know, chicks lining up, like Casey back in the day. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to Motley Crue shows, hanging out backstage, doing what she needs to do to meet the band. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sometimes it's security guys, sometimes it's people in between. And then from that conversation, the text thread took a turn of... Who do you think Mm -hmm. has had more relations with fans of their band? Donnie Wahlberg of the New Kids on the Block Mm -hmm. or Tommy Lee uh, hooking up with groupies from Motley Crue? So this is just a pure quantity. Right. Not quality at all. Right. Not quality at all. They're not all tens. But we're talking about pure numbers here. Mm -hmm. Casey, I'm going to go to you here. Mm -hmm. Speaking from a 1988 Daytona Beach experience, (laughs) I'm going to say it is Tommy Lee. Really? Girls, girls, girls. And a case could be made for that, but I'm going with Donnie Wahlberg because New Kids on the Block toured seemingly forever. And the majority of people- still touring. Right. Yeah. The majority, I think, of people that went to those shows were female. While, yes, there were hot chicks at Motley Crue shows, and they were backstage a lot. I think the sheer numbers were in Donnie Wahlberg's favor, and he was the, quote, bad boy of the New Mm -hmm. Kids on the Block. Yeah, I went- years and years ago to a new kids on the block concert and my lasting memory of that is it was at what is Gainbridge now the line for the women's restroom was like around the corner mm-hmm. and there was like no one in the men's restroom right. you could have had every urinal to yourself it's like i felt like i had my own Gainbridge fieldhouse bathroom they still draw like the last time they did a concert here i dubbed it the million milf march <laughs> Because all of these chicks were downtown, (laughs) and you know, you know if given the opportunity to hook up with Donnie, they totally would have. The other great part about that is you would see people at these concerts who you recognized from like Broad Ripple at their absolute worst at 2.30 in the morning, (laughs) dressed up to the nines, Mm -hmm. and it was like, that is not you. I know the real you, and that is not you. I think that there's a wrinkle here in your synopsis yes donnie Wahlberg's good catholic boy yeah but he wasn't with the new kids on the block (laughs) i mean you you mean to tell me that he wasn't hanging out with some less than religious chicks in back alleys of the old boston (laughs) garden no that was going down casey come on now okay come on now kevin you're the resident musician on this program um so knowing what you know about shows and going on the road and playing for people who pulled in more numbers? Um, I can't believe we're hmm. talking body count. I don't know. I think I might go with Donnie Wahlberg. Uh, I also was wondering, do you think he wins points with the ladies for being Mark Wahlberg's brother? Mm. Okay, so here's another avenue of the conversation that the text thread took last night. Donnie Wahlberg, mm-hmm. probably more numbers. Yeah. Mark Wahlberg. Marky Mark, then he became a Hollywood A-lister, mm-hmm. better quality. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Because okay. because you, Wait, you made what it- are you saying? Jenny McCarthy? 
Well, Jenny McCarthy and Donnie Wahlberg are perfect for each other, mm-hmm. right? Because they found each other well past yes. their prime. And I'm sure, you know, Donnie Wahlberg's going, oh, man, I married Jenny McCarthy. Yeah. In his mind, she's still the playmate. It's yep. still singled out MTV Jenny McCarthy. And I think she's saying the same thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, I married Donnie Wahlberg. Because in her mind, he's still out there doing the hanging tough dance. <laughs> how many how many times, you asked this yesterday, how many times you think Donnie Wahlberg was like leaving, say, the Boston Garden or wherever they were playing and just some rando outside a hot dog stand or Behind whatever. Behind a Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. <laughs> yes. He is that sort of dude. But I do agree with you. I think Mark Wahlberg probably had a higher level of clientele, shall we say, than compared to Donnie. And this is the last music question I'm going to bring to you today. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, uh, Casey, this one's for you. Yeah. So yesterday was Susanna Hoff's birthday. She yep. was the front of the Bengals. Yeah. Loved the Bengals, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Where does she rank on the list of hot, talented female front women? Mm. And the criteria is band must be good, she must be talented and hot. She ranks up there with Debbie Harry, Stevie Nicks, Chrissy Hine from The Pretenders. Ahead of them or below them, or are we even here, Rob? I'll tell you, what, you I, think about this. I don't know. I don't know people's appearances, so this is so hard for me. On Twitter or on the YouTube chat that you have right now, mm-hmm. weigh in. Hottest total package, female lead of a band. What's coming up this afternoon? Uh, this afternoon, uh, Casey's going to come by. Maybe we'll continue this conversation. I like it. Thanks, Hammer. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.